Blog Talk Radio. listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. So it's brother, can you spare a dime? My God shall supply my need. Don't have to because I am a seed. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome to When Christmas Speaks Talk Radio. Uh, amen. Today's broadcast, uh, of course, it's a new broadcast. I'm Reverend Ray, by the way. Uh, today's broadcast, a new broadcast called Ken- Kingdom Principles with Pastor Priya Malone, Jr. I'm excited about this young man and he's coming on and um, started his own thing. He's been with us, well, actually, he's been with us for a while now. He's been a guest a few times and he's also been part of the men's. Um, broadcast all three real men, real, real, I don't know, I'm not saying real men, real life. Oh, I forgot it. <laughs> They're going to get me for that one. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Your brother's going to get me all for that three. one, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know the broadcast right. on every, 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 second, um, two, every second Sunday, amen, so we'll be broadcasting next Sunday with the brothers. Um, but let me um, explain a little bit about Brother Cleophus. Um, I've known this brother all my life, and all you know, his life, because I'm older than he is. <laughs> and um, I, I, watched, I watched him over the years um, grow, and um, he's part of my family, you know, my um, connected family, not just from the body of Christ, but also my, my flesh and blood. And um, I've listened to his words of encouragement. I've listened to him preach and teach. And I'm so excited about this young man um, uh, joining us, as doing his own thing. He's stepping out there on, on faith and being obedient to the calling that God is on on his life, you know. So I don't know where you are uh, uh, at this point or, or uh, who's listening and everything, but I want to get you to go ahead and go ahead and um, sign in if you can and listen to the broadcast, share share and like, but now don't do it uh, just to, to get more people to listen. We don't do it for that. We get it because the word is about to be preached, okay? The gospel is about to be teached. You know, this is a good teacher. Uh, like I said, I've known him and listened to him over the, for a while now. Even before the broadcast even got started, I knew this brother. So I'm excited about him. I'm excited about what God is going to do um, with kingdom principles. It does not yet appear. The glory that should be real um, to the ministry of it. But I'm going to open up in a prayer mainly because it's the first time up and everything. So I'm not, before I turn everything over to him, um, he did ask me well, what's the platform, what I have to do. Whatever the Lord leads you to do, do. <laughs> you know, you have free reign, you know, kingdom principles. You know, so we, we talk about kingdom principles, then, hey, we're going to do kingdom principles. Amen. So, Father God, we want to first Amen. thank you, God. The obedience of your service to come forth, to come forth, God, to preach and to teach, God, and to appear, God, and to encourage and to exhort others, God. God, we thank you for God His desire, God, to to love on uh, the neighbors and love on the, the believers, God, even love those of the sinners, God, to show them a more excellent way, which is in you, Christ Jesus. We thank you, God, that you He didn't make a robbery, God, just to come forth and say yes. To you, God, we thank you, God. Before the foundation of earth, God was made. While he was yet in his mother's room, you knew every step that he would have to go through in life. You knew his ups, his downs, his tears, his frowns, his happiness, his breakthroughs, his heartbroken. God, you knew every single thing that you had to go to, go through, God, for such a time as it got. And we are grateful, God, because he made it through, God. He's still in the land of the living, but he made it through to be a living epistle, to be read among men and women. God, so they might see and might cry, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to change my life around? We are grateful for Dave, not only for 
to him, but those that are connected with him, his family, God, his children and grandchildren, God, you know, and just the rest of the family. We are grateful, even from the church, God, his, the, 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 uh, the, the, he's affiliated with God. We're grateful for the pastors and the things that have been poured into his life over the years. So it truly has been a journey, God. But we thank you, God. Let's not yet appear what you have in store, God. We expect even more of doors are opening for him, even as we speak. We're expecting God for for doors to be open all across the United States, even across the world, Lord Jesus. As this man, after your own heart, God, have studied and shown himself um, approval to you, Lord Jesus, that he may go forth, Lord Jesus, and speak the oracles and the mysteries of the gospel. We thank you in advance for this broadcast, God. We give this broadcast to you. So, Holy Spirit, come. And have your way, God, like only you can do, God. We thank you for the, even the mission, the title, God, of, of kingdom principles, God. We thank you, God, in advance. Yeah, God, we sit in awe, God, and we wait in anticipation for what you have given uh, Brother uh, Pastor Cleopas Malone Jr. to preach. We thank you in advance. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray amen and amen and amen. And at this time, we're going to turn everything over and let them just go forth. Pastor Cleo, for the long God bless. Amen. God bless you, sir. Uh, first and foremost, giving honor to God. I hope you all can hear me loud and clear. But giving honor to God, I, I'm, I'm truly grateful for this opportunity. Um, I thank God for this opportunity. This has been something that's been in the making uh, for quite some time now. Um, I originally got uh, this particular assignment uh, relative to Kingdom Principles uh, back in 2011. And uh, God was very clear about the assignment, uh, very clear about what he wanted me to share. And, you know, and uh, when the fullness of time it came, <laughs> uh, Reverend Ray came to me and we, we spoke about it. God had already spoken to me. And, uh, presented this opportunity. And, you know, I consistently pray about, you know, doors of opportunity that are being opened, but not just the doors that are being opened, uh, to make sure that I'm in the right space and in the right time from a, a, a spiritual standpoint to be able to walk through those doors and then not just walk through the doors, but walk through the doors uh, in, the, in the way that God would want me to walk through and and Everything about God says dominate, and uh, that's what we want to do. We want to dominate. Uh, the birth of kingdom principles, uh, it's uh, it's really simple in terms of what the spirit of the living God gave to me. It's obedience, faith, and love. Uh, and, you know, obedience is the, is, the, is the connector or the covenant connector. Our obedience to God is our covenant connection to all of his promises, and our faith in what we believe is what activates the principles of God in our life and the promises of God in our lives. And, and we're motivated by the love. We're motivated by the love of God. But God so loved the world that he gave, and his motivation was love, that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever should believe on him should have eternal life. And for that, I am eternally grateful. I'm grateful to Brother Ray, Reverend Ray, for the opportunity uh, yes, we are uh, blood-related, uh, but, you know, of a higher authority, we are we are brothers in Christ. And I'm so grateful for that. I've watched his life. I've watched, you know, him maturate through this uh, uh, When Christians Speak Talk radio. Uh, I think it was, oh, my God, Ray, I think it was uh, four or five or six years ago that, that we started talking about uh, the initial broadcast that we were on together, uh, Real Men, Real Talk, Real Life, uh, R3. Um, and we've done that for several years now. And we've had some we've had some really good uh, topics on there. So without further ado, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into the night's lesson. Uh, that's a background on, on, the, on, the, on Kingdom Principles, where it came from, uh, what it was born from. Um, and uh, just a just a brief, real quick about me. I'm, I'm married. My wife and I have been married now for 
Oh, and she's probably listening. I'm sure I'm going to mess this up. We've been married now for uh, <laughs> 28 years. We've been together for, for 33 years. Uh, and uh, we have three beautiful children, uh, uh, three daughters, and we have five grandchildren. Um, and very, very happy about about our children, their lives, our grandchildren and their lives. And, uh, you know, and uh, so things are good. And uh, uh, I'm a partner, been 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 in the same ministry. Uh, my pastor is is Apostle Michael A. Freeman of Spirit of Faith, formerly for Spirit of Faith Christian Center. We just celebrated 30 years uh, of ministry there, and the official name changed to Faith City Central. Um, and what a I, I I couldn't sit on a better teacher of the gospel, and uh, so I'm truly grateful for that. And so. Uh, tonight, what I want to share with you on, <clears throat> what God has given me to share uh, with you all on is uh, just a simple topic. Um, and I say simple, I don't mean simple in the sense that it's uh, not weighty, uh, but it's, it's part of the principles, um, obedience. And, and, and the simple topic is obedience to God will never cost you more than you will gain. And if you have your Bibles, your iPhone, your phones, or your your tablets, uh, I've got three areas or three scriptures that I, or areas that I want you to go to. Um, the first would be Genesis chapter 12. So get Genesis chapter 12. Also get First uh, Kings chapter 17. So Genesis 12. First Kings chapter seventeen and Second Chronicles chapter twenty, and we're going to talk about disobedience and 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 as being our connector uh, to all the promises of God. Uh, you know, uh, in Deuteronomy, and you don't have to turn there. Deuteronomy chapter thirty, around verse nineteen. Uh, the Spirit of the living God said, I call you to record today. I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And then it's like an open book test. And he said, choose life that it might be well with you and with your seed. And so here we are. We look at uh, uh, Genesis chapter 12, and, and I'll start at verse number one. And here you have Abram. Um, who God has spoken to, and you got to when you read the Word of God, you got to take your time and read the Word of God because if you skip over a word, you might miss what He just said. And verse one says this: It says, "Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get out, get thee out of that country, from that kindred, and from that father's house." Unto a land that I will show you, show thee. It says, "Now the Lord had said," and that word "had" is as long as I've been. <laughs> when I was in school, and I wasn't, I wasn't the best student, but that word "had" is like past tense. It means that it's something that had happened before, or that had already happened. So this wasn't the first time that God had spoken to Abram about making a move. And he said, "Get out of the, get out of that, get out of that father's house, get out of that country, away from that kindred, and from that father's house, unto a land that I will show thee." And watch this, verse two: "I will make thee a great nation; I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing." Verse three: "And I will bless them that bless thee." Curse them that cursed thee, and in thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So here, here God has given Abram some instructions, some commandments. He's told him to get out of his his country, get out of your place of comfort, get out of your place of peace, exchange your will for my will. See, you got to have a shift in your focus and, 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 and who takes priority in your life. And God is saying, okay, 
I need you to move away from some things so that so that I can know that I have your full attention uh, so that I can know that 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 you're trusting me and get away from your get away from the friends and your and your relatives you know get away from those things that that can cause you temptation to to pull away from me those who bring temptation into your life who pull you away from God because watch this who you hang around you will soon become like See, if, if you're hanging around people that lie all the time, guess what? <laughs> either you're gonna come, either you're gonna come up, go, come down to them, or they're gonna come up to you. And if all you're hanging around is people that lie all the time, then what, watch this: it won't be long before you're telling lies. If if you're hanging around people that that drink all the time, it won't be long before you're taking a sip. If you're hanging around, if you're a married man or a married woman and the people that you hang around are fornicating and cheating on their spouses and doing those kind of things, if you keep hanging around them, it won't be long before you start to do those things. See, see sin can be subtle sometimes, and that's, that's what Satan, Satan, Satan starts off small. And, and, and he and he introduces you th- through some he introduces you to things through thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. So the, the thought is played, the thought is planted. The people that you're hanging around, then you watch them doing what they do, and you see that it appears to not be affecting their lives, and everything looks good. That's the way he does it. He dresses it up. He dresses it up to make it look good and appealing and attractive. And God is saying, move away from this stuff. I've got a bigger plan for you. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says this. It says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, peace and not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. See, God has an expected end for every one of us. And it's only through our obedience to relinquishing our will to his will. That's what Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane. He had a choice. Jesus had a choice. He had a choice to continue on with the plan that God had laid out, or he could have aborted, he could have aborted the plan. And he said, Lord, if, if there's another way to do this, take this cup from me. But right behind that, he said, but not my will. Not what I want. Let your will be done. Let's do it the way you want to do it. And so we see here that 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 Abram and he his name hasn't changed yet. His name hasn't changed yet. So God has given him some commandments. Get out of your country, away from your your kinfolk. Watch this, and and, and, and out of your father's house, unto a land that I will show you. He told him to do all of this, and he's going to show him a land, but he never, he never promised him the land. Not yet. Do all of this, and I'm going to show you where I'm, where I'm going to plant you. I haven't given it to you yet. You've got, you got to take care of these things first. So Abram did as the Lord had told him. You know, verse 5, it says in, 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 in uh, I'm sorry, verse 4 in, uh, in Chapter 12, it says, So Abram departed, as the Lord spoke had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, <laughs> and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And that speaks to me because it does not matter how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't matter where you are in life. When you obey the word of God, when you follow the word of God, when you set your heart to do the will of God for your life, he'll bless you. It's, 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 it's amazing because over in, over in the book of Numbers, it says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he needs to repent. Has he not said it, and will he not do it? And then the prophet said this, the prophet said, he said, and he has given me a commandment to bless, 
and I have blessed, and it cannot be reversed. And so we hear stuff and, and, and we listen to stuff, and see, that's why you got to be so careful of what you listen to and who you listen to. That's why the Bible says, you know, guard your heart with all diligence. So you gotta, you got to guard your heart. you got to guard your eye gate. you got to guard your ear gate. you gotta, you got to watch what you're taking in, you know. Jesus said this. He said, it's not what goes in a man's mouth that defiles him. It's what comes out of his mouth that defiles him. And so you got to be careful about who you're listening to, who's speaking into your life, who are you allowing to speak into your life, who are you allowing to, 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 to give you advice and counsel. You know, why, why are you listening to someone that, that don't have two nickels to rub together, but they're giving you advice on finances? Why are you taking advice from, 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 from them? And why aren't you taking why aren't you getting your advice and your counsel from the word? From God, from Holy Spirit. You know, He's giving you the Holy Spirit, He's giving all of us this, his Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth, to show us things to come. To be our counselor, our advocate, our standby, our intercessor. And we're getting advice from everybody but the Holy Spirit of the living God, who knows all. And so our obedience to God will never cost us more than we can gain. So watch this. So Abram did what the Spirit of the Lord told him to do. And now if you skip down to verse 7, and it said, The Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. Now he's, he, he's, he's journeyed out. He's obeyed what God has told him to do. And now he's got some precious promises that are coming along along with it because he, he's obeyed. And verse 7 says, And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. Not to Abram, but to his seed. Now watch this. Abram's 75 years old. His wife Sarah is 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 is, is past childbearing eight, uh, years, but God is talking to him about something that's going to happen in the future that hadn't even happened yet. And for all these years, it, it says right here, Sarah was barren, so they didn't even think that Sarah could have have any kids. As a matter of fact, she she gave her she gave her her maid servant to, to Abraham, and he had a kid by him by her. So they built an altar. God wants to be number one in your life willingly and not by force. He wants it to be by your choice. He wants us to choose. That's why he said choose life. I set this, I call you the record. I set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life that it might be well with you and your seed. So we have a choice. We can choose God's way or we can choose our way. Solomon said in Proverbs, he said, There's a way there is a way that seems right to a man. And the end of that way is destruction. The end of that way, the end of those ways is destruction. So you go in one way and then you can be destroyed. Satan can destroy you a multitude of ways. So the only question becomes are we going to trust God or are we gonna are we gonna take God at his word? and believe for everything that he has promised us, or are we going to lean to our own understanding? Are we going to put our hands on it? See, when, when, you put, when you put your hands on it and you're trying to do it in your strength, God ain't competing with you. <laughs> Matter of fact, he'll pull his hands off of it. I'll never forget, I went into the Marine Corps at 18 years old, and I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the swim qualification. And, and and I can't swim. But I got up on that platform, and I jumped in that water just like I could swim. They say, who can stay in the water five minutes? I said, man, surely I can stay in the water five minutes. I didn't know I was getting in 15 feet of water. And they gave us some specific instructions before we ever got in the water. They said, when you get in the water, if you get into any kind of trouble, they had this long rod. They said, we're going to stick this rod down in the water. We're going to hit you in the chest. All you got to do is grab onto the rod and we'll pull you out. The moment you start trying to climb up the rod, we're going to let the rod go. So I get to that platform, and I jump in that water just like they instructed me to. I did everything just like they instructed me to. I got in the water, 
and I must have got disoriented. I didn't know up or down. And here comes the rock, just like they said they would do. If I got in trouble, they did this. And that that pole hit me in the, in the center of my chest. I grabbed a hold of it. And they started pulling me out. I was never in trouble. But in my own mind, I created trouble for myself. I started leaning to my own understanding. And they wasn't pulling me out fast enough. So I started trying to climb up the rod. As soon as I started trying to climb up the rod, guess what they did? Exactly what they said they were going to do. They let the rod go. Now, obviously I got out because I'm, I'm, I'm on the line talking to you, guys, to you all this evening. But one failed instruction from, from God can cost you your whole life, can cost your family their lives. It's imperative that we stand on the word of God, that we trust God. And so the question becomes, do you love people and things more than you love God? Because watch this, when people or things or when they become priority over what God desires, then you have made them, people and things, higher than God. Over in, over in uh, uh, Luke, uh, and again, you don't have to go there. I, I'm going to read it. But in Luke chapter number uh, uh, 14 and verse number uh, 26, Luke 14 and 26, here's what Jesus said when, 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 when he told, when the men said they were going to follow him. And here's what he said, and, and, and Jesus said this. You know, the man said, uh, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life in the sense of indifference to a relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God, he cannot be my disciple. That's out of the Amplified. Let me read it to you out of the New King James Version. He said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brother and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. So God's not going to compete with people and things. He's not going to compete with people and things. He's not going to... He wants to be first place in our lives. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that we desire shall be added unto us. But, but it comes through a place of obedience. Remember, obedience is our covenant connector. God made us a promise. He said over in Job 36.11, he says, if they serve, If they obey and serve, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. And unfortunately, too many of us have taken the word prosperity and we only equate it to when, we, when we're on top in fashion of money and things and, and material things and all that. That ain't what God's talking about. See, you can prosper in your health as well as your wealth. You can prosper in your relationships as well as your wealth. God wants you to prosper in every area of your life, not just financially, spiritually, emotionally. He wants you on top in every area of your life. That's the importance of being obedient to God. That's the importance of being obedient. Yeah, get out of that Father's house, that place of support, that place of trust. God wants to support you. God wants to take care of your every need. Yeah. Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want him. <laughs> have, you made him have you made him Lord? Have you made Jesus Lord? There's three steps to it. Make Jesus Lord. Deny yourself and be led by the Holy Spirit of the living God. Watch this. I have to be willing in my heart to trust God or I will not move from where I am. Therefore, 
becoming stuck with no hope of getting out. Some people are just completely stuck. They don't have a they don't have any hope of getting out of the predicament and the situation that they're in. They 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 they've mismanaged their time, they've mismanaged their finances, they've mismanaged relationships, they've mismanaged opportunities that have come their way. And now they're stuck. And they have no hope. And a person without hope, oh my word is in a sad state of affairs. And Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our hope. And so it's imperative that, that we that we stay grounded. We stay grounded in the word. Watch this. Go to First Kings chapter seventeen. First Kings chapter seventeen. And get your eyes on verse number two. Now, here, here in this passage of scripture, First Kings, you got Elijah, who God has spoken to, and has made the proclamation that that there would be no dew nor rain for these years except by the word of God. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, go from here, turn eastward, and hide yourself by the brook Sherah, which is east of the Jordan River. Verse 4, you shall drink from the brook, and watch this, I have commanded the ravens to sustain you there with food. Now here you got a bird, a raven, that is a scavenger that will eat basically anything. And here God has told the man of God, there's a famine coming where there's not going to be any rain or dew. There's no water that's going to hit the earth for a space of time until God says it, it can come. And he tells him to go by this brook. And he said, you go by the brook and you can drink there. And why are you there? I know you're going to need something to eat. And I'm going to have a raven bring you food. In the morning, and food in the evening. And one pastor said he bought him, the raven bought him bread and meat, and bread and meat. <laughs> so he was being sustained. So it goes on to say that while he's there and he's drinking out of this brook, and the raven is bringing him food, the brook dried up. All right, now what you gonna do? So God came to him again. Then the word of it, verse 8 says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Verse 10, So he set out and went to Zarephath. So, so the word came to him. He heard the word. His obedience posture was when he got up and did what the word what the word of God had told him to do. See, you can hear a word and don't move on the word, and that's where your obedience stops. Now the covenant connection is cut off. You're not even connected to the promise anymore because you didn't act. Verse 10 says, he set out and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks for firewood. And you got to get this right here. This, this is powerful. And he called out to her and said, please bring me a little water in a jar so that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, so he's giving her one commandment to give him some water. Now watch this. They're in a drought. There's not a lot of water to go around. The brook that he was at is already dried up. <laughs> so he tells her to get him something to drink. And then he says to her, and then he called her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. Now watch what she said. But she said, verse 12, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in a bowl and a little oil in a jar. See, I am gathering a few sticks 
so that I may go in and bake it for me and my son, that we may eat as our last meal and die. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. So he's come. God has set her up to provide for him. He gets there and gives her a commandment to give him something to get him something to drink and a piece of bread, something to eat. And her answer and response is, okay, but I don't have no bread. I got a handful of flour. She begins to tell him what she doesn't have. And the little bit that she has, what her plan is for her and her son. They're going to fix a little bit. They're going to fix some bread, have a little of this, and then they're going to die. Because she's looking at her situation and circumstances. And watch this. God had already told Elijah that he's got this widow woman to provide for him. Now, if she's going to die, how is she going to provide for him? Verse 13. Look at what Elijah said. Elijah said to her, do not fear. Watch out. <laughs> do not fear. And go and do as you have said. Go do what you said you were going to do. But why are you doing it? Just make me a little bread from it first and bring it out to me. And afterward, afterward, you may make one for yourself and for your son. Wait a minute. Hold up, Elijah. If she just got enough for her and her son to eat and die, how is she going to make you some and then going to have some to make for herself and for her son? How is that possible? I don't know. But when God's involved, all things are possible to him that believe. So verse 14, for this is what the Lord God of Israel says. Mm. Now he's getting ready to prophesy to him. The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall a jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain again on the face of the earth. Obedience to God's commandments will save your life and exalt the Father. And it will save your family's life. Verse 15. He went and did as Elijah said. Here comes that obedience. She already said that she's going to fix some food so her and her son can have their last meal and die. The man of God comes along, the one that she's supposed to sustain and provide for that God has already ordained. See, watch this. Plumbers use pipe. Electricians use wire. God uses people. Now, here's, what you, here's the piece you got to get. Here's the piece that you got to get. Praise God. If electricians use wire, and that electrical current goes through the wire, undoubtedly the electrical current gets on the wire. If the plumber is using pipes and the water goes through the pipes, undoubtedly the water is getting on the pipes. If God uses a man or a woman to bless another man or a woman, undoubtedly what he's using to bless that other man or a woman has to get on the person that's doing the blessing. Selah. When you when you when you when you submit your will to God and get in alignment with God in divine alignment with His Word and you trust Him as the Bible says trust Him with all your heart with all your mind with all your soul lean not to your own understanding stop trying to figure things out on your on your own. Stop trying to justify why I, should, why I did this or why I should do this. Stop trying to have all the answers. It's human nature to want to know. It's human nature to want to know the answer to why this happened or why that happened, so hopefully I can repeat it. But if God is in it, Proverbs 4 and 7 says this. It says, it says uh, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But then it comes back and says, but with all I get, get understanding. See, I can have wisdom and I can have knowledge and I can know some things, but if I don't have no understanding of how these things work, I can't repeat them. 
you know, you see people that, that, that win the lottery or, or get a windfall of money, and before you know it, all of it's gone. See, they were broke when they got it. The problem isn't that they were broke. That's a physical thing. The the part of that that really is, is is bad is the mental aspect because they 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 got this poverty mindset. And now when something comes into their hand, now it goes right out of their hand because I got to have this and I want to have this and now I want to floss and I want all this material stuff. And see, you had something that if 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 applied properly would have built up. And now you could have you could have got out. You could have got your family members out. And now wealth is in this thing. But no, you got what you got. And now you took it and you spent it on everything, and now you got nothing to show for it. And the same thought process that you had before you got it is the same thought process that you had after you got it. That's why you don't have it no more, because you didn't have understanding before, and you don't have understanding when you get it. Now, when it's gone, you still don't have understanding. You don't even know how you got it, and you don't know how it left. Amen. Verse 15 says, he went and did as Elijah said. And watch this. And she and he and her household. Let me say that again. And she and Elijah and her household ate for many days. Verse 16, and the bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty, in accordance with the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. See, God is telling you something sometimes directed to you and sometimes through a man or woman of God. And if you don't take that word and apply that word in the way that God intended for it to be applied, you've mismanaged that moment. And when you mismanage the moment, God now is not obligated to fulfill the promise with you because it's your choice. I set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life that it might be well with you and with your seed. And this this precious woman of God was ready to fix a meal of what she had so that her and her son could die. But because she listened to the man of God, <laughs> because she listened to the man of God, and she followed the instructions of the Almighty God. Now, her, the man of God, who God had told him this widow would sustain him, would provide for him, now it's well with them all. Because the man of God obeyed God, and the woman of God, the, the widow woman, obeyed God, obeyed the man of God. Turn with me now to Second Chronicles chapter 20. And, and that, and that therein, therein is the principle. And we won't get to it, but therein is the principle. The Bible says this in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. The, the last part of that verse 20. It says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established, or so shall you be secure. Believe in his prophets, and so shall you prosper, or so shall you succeed. Remember, plumbers use pipes, electricians use wire, God uses people. And when you when you set yourself to be what God has called you to be and to do what God has called you to do, not only will you be blessed, but then you can become a blessing to someone else. That's what he told Abram. He said, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make your name great. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna make your name great. You're gonna be, you know, I'm gonna make you a great nation, meaning your whole group and everybody. I'm gonna make you a great nation. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed because of your obedience. 
all the families of the earth are going to be blessed because of your obedience. So I, I got to ask myself, well, whose blessing am I blocking because I'm not being obedient to what God has called me to do? Who, 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 whose lives am I supposed to be attached to to be a blessing to them or them be a blessing to me, but because I'm not in alignment with God's word, now that opportunity for reconciliation or that opportunity to bless someone else or that opportunity for me to be blessed so a door can be open for me because I'm not in alignment with the word of God and being a blessing as the word is, has suggested, as the word has said, then now I can't be blessed. Second Chronicles chapter 20, and, 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 and let's start at, at verse 1. Watch this. Obedience to God's word will protect me against my enemies. Obedience to God's word will protect me against my enemies. When your vertical relationship, this vertical relationship with God is right, your horizontal relationships must line up with God. When your vertical relationship, this this relationship is in right standing between me and my God, everything in these horizontal relationships have to line up. Proverbs 16 and 7 says this. It says, when a man's ways please God, he'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him. It's not when I'm doing things to make this man or that man uh, be at peace with me and I'm, you know, uh, 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 caving in or giving up authority or doing something to, to and, and you know, to get them to get in alignment with me. They still don't like me but it's through this vertical relationship. It's through this relationship with, with God the Father and Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, that when, I'm, when, when my ways please him, they may not like me, but they ain't throwing no daggers at me. <laughs> Praise God. So watch this. Look at verse 1 of Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. Now, it happened after this that the Moabites and the Ammonites, together with some of the Mennonites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. There are a lot of knights there coming, coming after him. <laughs> and verse 2, then it was reported to Jehoshaphat. So somebody came and told Jehoshaphat, hey, man, a great multitude has come against you from beyond the Dead Sea, out of uh, Amron or Eden. And behold, they are in Hazazan Tamar. Watch this, verse 3. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set himself determinately as his vital need to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. Now, how many times have someone come and told you, about impending danger or an impending destruction or impending, and the first thing you want to do is try to find out why, who can I get to help me, and you never turn to God. You never turn to the Holy Spirit of the living God, who's your helper. And look at what Jehoshaphat did in verse 3. It says he was afraid, natural reaction. You just been told, hey, man, all these armies are coming after you. These folks are coming to get you. They're coming to wipe you out. And he didn't turn to flesh and blood. He didn't turn to his church or his horses or his army and say, hey, let's get ready for this. No, the first thing he did was he set himself as a vital need to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. Verse 4. So the people of Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. So now he's not only, not only is he seeking help from the Lord, now he's got all the people of Judah seeking help. They're getting in one accord. 
and they're going after God to seek help for them. And it says, indeed, they came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord, longing for him with all their heart. Give down to verse 6 and said, O Lord, here's a prayer. Here's Jehoshaphat's prayer. O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand. There is no one able to take a stand against you. O our God, do you not drive out the inhabitants of this land? Did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Now, if you go back over there to verse number 7 in Genesis chapter 12 where we're and he says, And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And here you see it again in Second Chronicles chapter 7. O our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it, give it forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham, of your friend Abraham? Verse number 9. If evil comes on us, or the sword of judgment, or plague, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you for your name and your presence is in this house. And we will cry out to you in our distress. And you will hear and save us. Good God from Zion. Sounds like, sounds like chapter uh, uh, 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and then will I hear, heal their land. Mm. All right. Go down to verse, because uh, 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 I'm running out of time. Go down to verse 13. So all of Judah stood before the Lord with their infants, with their wives, and with their children. Then in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah the son of Beniah, the son of Jeel, the son of Madaniah, a Levite, the son of As. And he said, listen carefully, all you people of Judah, verse 15, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, the king and King Jehoshaphat, the Lord says this to you, be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God. Now he gives them some further instructions. Go down against them tomorrow. Behold, they will come up by the accent of Z's, and you will find them at the end of the river valley in front of the wilderness of Jerusalem. Oh, sucky, sucky. Now, verse 17, you need not fight in this battle. <laughs> See, some of y'all are fighting in battles that you shouldn't even be fighting in. Some of you have got your hands on stuff and trying, to, and trying to change your situation, and God never told you to get involved. He told you to watch him. He told you to trust him. You need not fight in this battle. Take your position. Watch this. Take your position. Get in the position that God has told you to get in. Stand and witness the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping him. The Levites, from the sons of the Kohatites and the sons of the Korahites, stood up to praise the Lord of God, the Lord God of Israel, with a very loud voice. They were shouting loud. They were praising God loud. And then Jehoshaphat came, he says, he says, so they got up early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, just like the word had told them to do. They're in obedience. Now they're connected. Obedience is the covenant connection. Now they're, they're obedient. And watch this. Their, their obedience has produced their faith. They've prayed about it. They went before God, and now their faith is toward God. And they go out. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe and trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established or secure. Believe and trust in his prophets and succeed. Your success 
in life is predicated on your obedience to God. Trust God with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and the Bible says he will direct your path. I'm not out of word, but I am out of time. Praise God, praise God, praise God. If anyone is out there that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't wait. Don't say that, you know, I got to I gotta get some things right. I got to do this or I got to do this. If you, could get, if you could get your life together, if you could get things right, you would have done it already. You need a Savior. You need a Lord. Jesus said this. He said, if you, if you are ashamed to confess me before man, I will not confess you before my Father. I would not want that to be my testimony. You know, for a long time, I thought it wasn't cool to be saved. You know, it was going to put a crimp in my style. But one of the greatest things that I've learned that I, I, I wish I'd have done this when I was a young man. I've been saved for a while, praise God. But life is so much better with Jesus and the Holy Spirit of the living God directed my life than when I was directing my life. If that's you, I want to pray with you. If that's you, I want to pray with you. Repeat these words after me. Dear Lord God, I repent of my sins, of my lifestyle that has been separate from the things of God. I confess with my, life, with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's the son of the living God, that he died, and that you, Lord God, raised him from the dead. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding on our behalf. I believe it in my heart. And I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to take up residence in my life. I ask you to lead and guide me in my life that I may be in right standing with the Lord, with the Father God. Friends, I believe if you prayed that prayer with me, that you're born again. Get in a Bible teaching church that's teaching the word of God in simplicity with understanding, whereby your life may continue to grow and develop and that you may become all that God has called you to be, that you may do all that God has called you to do, and that you will have all that God has called you to have. Amen. Brother Ray? Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Pastor Creo, for the, for the word of God. I want to remind our listeners, you can listen to Pastor Creo again. Um, amen. The first Sunday of every month, amen, at 7 p.m., amen, I pray again, and I know for a fact that you have been blessed. Um, stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned, Brother Cleopas, thank you again for the awesome word of God that went forth, amen, in the airways, amen, God be somebody to hear it, somebody need it, amen, thank you so much, my brother, and so we're going to go ahead and end here, but I can preach over the word, but we're just going to thank God for the word, amen, and my brother, God yes. bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you both. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you all. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast. His abounding. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.